Oh yeah, I dentata all the time. I've been dentatating since I was in third grade. I'll dentata you right now. Don't threaten me if you can't back it up. Hey, I will back it up right into your dentata. Mm, I don't think you're using that right. Mm, I had a nice juicy dentata last night. Nope. With a side of corn. I cooked my pasta el dentata. <laughs> hey man, don't fuck with me. I know dentata. <laughs> Have you prayed to dentata lately? Hey, man, you got to do uh, 23 dentatas if you want to uh, lose some weight. I went to the dentist, and he told me I have four holes in my dentatas. <laughs> this is so stupid, I love it. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm the one known as Justin. Yay. And we're so happy to be here with you today. We are happy. Happy Thursday. Oh, my God. Or, hey. as Jesus says, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> as of when you're listening to this, potentially, if you're listening to it the day it came out, mm-hmm. then you probably should have seen the Avengers, because yeah. we both did. We sure and did. And we're going to give you all the spoilers. Yeah. Guess who dies? All of them. Yep. Everyone dies. They all get vagina dentata. They do. They all get it. They all they earn yeah. it. They earn it from Thanos. They earn the vagina dentata. Right. I would love to see an Avengers mashup with that, that movie Teeth. Seems very specific. Right. Well, just because we've been talking about the dentatas. <laughs> like, I want to do It Follows and Black Panther. Oh, see? Now we're talking. <laughs> what else could A we do? A fuck monster slowly follows Black Panther. He would never make it into Wakanda. That fuck monster couldn't penetrate those walls. <laughs> Not only that, Black Panther travels all over the place instantly, so it's just like, God damn it, just slowly walking after him. Is it? <sighs> I'm a lonely that fuck mon- monster. That monster would give up. Man, what a bore- What a horrible existence. It's just like ugh, constantly following after people. That's, right? That's a great movie, though. I did enjoy it. I need to watch it. It's good. Yeah. It's very <clears throat> unique horror film. It was it was more more recent than that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a couple years ago. Yeah. And it was it was one of those things where people were kind of it was a very unique concept. Yeah. And uh of course I remember Drew was actually on here a couple of years ago and he was talking about it and I was bugging him about all the details. He's like, Doug, I don't know the rules for this because I was like, What about blowjobs? Does right. that count as sex? Right, right. It's right. like, what does it have to be vaginal sex? What about anal? Right. <laughs> you know? If someone finishes but like they didn't actually do intercourse, like what happening? Like, right. what's going on? He's like, Doug, I don't know, that's not the point. <laughs> no, but I need to know the rules. This is like, this is why you suck. At watching horror films together, like with like, sometimes yes, because like with uh, with um, a quiet place, a quiet place, you're just like, well, what if you fart? What are the rules? How loud can you be? What if you're taking a poop? Yeah, and the poop hits the the leaves. What happens? Like, yeah, because they make it seem like you know, the smallest thing. They're like, oh my god, and I'm like, well, then there's no way they would have survived as long as they have. Because if you <laughs> fart in the night, like. You're done. That's it. It's over. You would be in big trouble. I would have been dead immediately. Right. <laughs> immediately. I mean, I snore. I fart. I burp. I'm the worst. <clears throat> Doug just goes, as soon as like the rules get set in place and these things, these creatures land, Doug just goes, fuck it. I just go. <laughs> Come and get me. Like the first night I go to bed, I'm like, well, honey, it was been, it's been nice hanging with you, but uh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. 
I'm gonna sleep in the other room so you and the kid don't get uh, don't get eaten. Yeah, hopefully you don't. You know, I'll go sleep out in the barn. Hopefully you guys will be okay. <laughs> Fingers you, crossed. You practical Doug uh, very heavily takes over though. Anytime there's any sort of, it's funny because he only takes over for certain things though. Yeah, like he doesn't take over. For any Marvel, any superhero movie, Practical Doug is right the fuck out the it, window. It depends on how much you keep me in, in, engaged in the story. Because there's times where I'm like, okay, that's an absurd concept. But if you play by the rules that you've established, <clears throat> we're good. It's when you contradict the rules that, that Practical Doug goes, oh, excuse me. <laughs> and puts in his monocle and goes, I have a question. What's been one that like, pops to the top of your mind that uh, that has, has contradicted itself rule-wise? Um... Uh, Prometheus was a good one. That's not a superhero movie, though. Oh, I didn't know we were Prometheus is... It contradicted its predecessor. It contradicts a lot of things. But it doesn't contradict itself in the movie, does it? It, Well, it's also when behavior is unusual. Like, here you have, like, in that movie, scientists, like, legit biologists that walk up to something and go, cool, what's this? And they take their gloves off and poke their fingers at it. I'm like... Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't like, track. Why are you doing that? <clears throat> that doesn't track at all. You're like, no. well, of course this is a horror movie because you've just you know put your pioneer people filled with dumbasses. I'm a biologist. Right. What do you do? You poke at something as soon as you find it. I don't know. Let's try to let's try to have sex with it. And that's. <laughs> Hold on a second. There's a hole. Zip. You know, like <laughs> this was consensual. Yeah. This was not. This was. <laughs> it's one of the, yeah. It's just one of the things where I'm like, wait, is that what they would really do? Like, I don't understand. You know, or like I'd say, uh, the Dark Knight's a good example when um, you know everything's very gritty and like down to earth, and then Batman jumps off of a roof, catches Rachel as she's falling right, down, right, right, okay. and they land on top of a taxi, and after they've cool. fallen off the top of the, the I mean, building, I'm, and she's like, "Let's minimum, not do that again." He's like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" They fall, they fall off minimum forty something stories. Oh yeah, minimum. Yeah, Wayne does not build buildings that are under forty four stories. It's not like as he's falling, he uses his grappling hook to like you know shoot no. up and then like slowly reduce their fall. No. They just straight fall on top of a car. Right. I'm it's thinking like, I live on the 18th floor and I look out my window and I'm like, if I fell on top of a car, I don't care what suit I'm yeah. wearing. If yeah. I fell on top of a car from 18 floors up yeah. and I was carrying someone, sure. we're, neither one of us are walking Same away thing that. with Iron Man. Like in the first Iron Man movie, he gets shot with a tank shell. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. He would be dead. Well, like, not to mention that, but in when he first escapes the cave mm-hmm. and he gets rocketed yeah. up. And there's no there's no landing system, so he just falls into the sand. But like, sand is soft, Justin. Instant neck break, <laughs> immediate. No, that that sand is super super soft. What? You saw how far he landed. Like, he was like he was neck. Deep. He was he was nipples deep in yeah, that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. obviously it's soft sand. He's gonna have sand everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. 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 Yeah. So there's there's definitely some moments on like. All right, I can dig that. Or like uh, when uh, in Winter Soldier, which is one of my favorite movies, when Captain America just you know, busts his way out of the elevator and falls like quite a ways down into the shield, like main lobby and lands oh, on his yeah. shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gets up. I'm like, the shield. Yes, it would break your fall, but it's not like cool. He does it a couple times because in uh, in Civil War, Civil War, he jumps out of that like second or third story window. Yeah. And just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like leans into his shield. And, or like, like he actually gets blasted out of a window <laughs> by crossbones and he like, Hits something on his back, flips around, and has yeah, a nasty that's what fall. It was. He jumps as the blast happens. Yeah. He holds the shield in front of him, jumps and tucks into a ball behind the shield, and yeah. allows the shield to propel him backwards yeah. through a window. Yeah, and then he starts like yeah tumbling yeah, boom, boom, down. Boom, 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 yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, I understand you have high like, metabolism and you're like the best. 
of the human, but like you don't you don't have healing powers. <laughs> like that I mean we yeah. know you don't have that. So yeah, there's definitely some moments, but in general, those I feel like are few and far between. Like I'm gonna let those things slide. All right, but I can dig that. If the rules of the universe don't make sense, I'm be like, I have questions. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what are we doing? Here? Right, 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 right. Speaking of what are we doing here, Justin? What are we doing here? I'm gonna debate the fuck out of you. Great. Wait. Oh, you mean here? Like here? Oh yeah. No, we're rocking elephant and castles. What we're doing? That's goddamn right. Yeah. Rock. <laughs> no, we're rocking elephant and castle. Yeah. yeah. One eighty five North Wabash Avenue, corner of Lake and Wabash. That's where we're at. Yeah. yeah bang on. Bang on. <laughs> Yeah. Flame on! There you go. That's right. Bang on! Yeah. I heard. Uh, I I have heard um, from a very reliable source, an extremely reliable source, that uh, the Rolling Stones wrote three of their albums at this location. I'm so happy that I just watched you lick the palm of your hand and act like it was no big deal. Yeah. No, I had beer on it. I was. I gotta. Like, I gotta test to see if it's still salty. Yeah. Yep. Still salty. Yep. That's me. Yes. Rolling Stones, uh, in fact, are here, right now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. They're just hanging out upstairs. Because it's Thursday, which means it's Goose Island, Goosed Out Thursdays. That's right. Which means they've got Goose Island on draft or bottle for 25% off. Get the fuck out of here. Which is amazing. The Rolling Stones come into Chicago just for that special. They're like, look, no other place is doing this. No. No other place is giving us 25% out on drafts or bottles for Goose Island. No, no. Not even the, not even the Stones can pull that kind of deal, except mm -hmm. here. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so Thursdays, check it out. You've got uh, Goose Islands, you know, draft or bottle, 25% off. Uh, you've also got uh, on Saturday and Sunday, you've got fucking uh, brunch, and you've got $5 mimosas and Bloody Mary, so go and get fucking wasted. <laughs> you have our undying permission. Yes. Un undying? Undeniable permission. Undying also. You, yeah. Not, our you, have our un, not dying. you have our undead permission. It's right. Our zombie permission <laughs> to just get as messed up as you want on Saturdays and Sundays. That's right. Go wild. Uh, Mondays, you've got one and done, so they have a specialty craft beer that they put on a keg. They put on a keg. They, they install the keg and they go, we're going to run this shit until it's dry. <laughs> and we're only going to charge you $3 a glass. So come on in and check this shit out. That's right. Every Monday. Tuesday, it's tin up Tuesday, so all tins are twenty five percent off. Justin, what's a tin? A tin is aluminium. Ooh, now you're talking. Yeah, it's a can of beer. Can of beer, twenty five percent off. Uh, you got wine down Wednesday, so bottles of wine are half price, and wine by the glass is a dollar off. And don't forget, every Monday through Friday, you've got happy hour, so you've got snack and shares. So anything that's eleven dollars or less is half price. You also have some select dra drafts at four bucks, and house wine for six ounces is four dollars. You cannot beat these deals. It makes me happy. It makes me very happy. <clears throat> the happy hour is it lives up to its name. Agreed. So come on down, Elfin Castle, one eighty five North Wabash. It'll blow your balls back to the future. <laughs> and are they still doing the uh, charity thing? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That's the official <laughs> slogan. We will blow your balls back to the future. Elephant and Castle will blow your balls back to the future. Yes. They're also doing what they call a community pint. So 50 cents from every pint of Goose Island sold will go to America Scores Chicago. Again, just to clarify, that is not the same thing as Scores Chicago, which is a strip club. Right. America Scores Chicago is a wonderful program that helps uh, underprivileged youth uh, do after-school activities such as soccer, uh, poetry, all sorts of really cool stuff. So every Goose Island draft uh, or pint that's sold, 50 cents of that will go to support that charity. So you're drinking for a cause. That's right. And it's, it's the best reason to drink. Absolutely. Drink for, I need, like, you need a reason to drink. Right. Come on down. Honey, I'm helping the kids. <laughs> it's for the kids. I will be back when I'm blacked out. 
I will be for the kids. I will be back tomorrow. I will be back at some tomorrow. point. <clears throat> I'm I'm feeling philanthropic today. I'm going to drink till I black out. I'm going to drink a bunch of Goose Islands. You're welcome, Chicago. You're welcome. You're welcome, strippers. <laughs> I mean, kids. Kids. Yes. So come Saved check that it. out. Don't let kids be strippers. Drink Goose Island. <laughs> <laughs> well, blow your balls. Back to the future. <laughs> All right, so back to the matter at hand. So I'm going to debate you, baby. I apologize to all the listeners for that. I don't. I was not ready for that. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yep. Mm. Debate me. All right, so Justin and I have a nice little list. <laughs> I, I might say maybe the best list ever created. I feel like this is the best debatable topics. It is. It's it's a list uh, from a site called debatemotions.info. So debate-motions. Debate-motions.info. And then... Forward slash best dash debatable dash topics. <laughs> so uh, some of these are terrible, but some of them are fun. So we figured we would uh, read a couple of these and then uh, debate. And yeah, and some of them really are terrible. And yeah. some of them, I don't know who put this list together. I mm. feel like this was like the same the same prince from whatever <laughs> country who asks you to wire him money yes. to save Nigeria. his what, whatever. Yeah, I feel like that guy made this list because. The, the there are it's split up between a couple different topics if you will or sections yeah and some of the section titles found their way into the list yeah so one of the titles is interesting and funny debate topics and within there a few times one of the topics is interesting and funny debate topics yep. we'll so, see a lot of repeat entries and yeah. what i love too is like i can throw my email here on this website and i can click yes send me interesting debate related news I have I, no idea what that would be. I don't want to give my email to nope. anyone associated with this website. No idea no. what that means. And it says at the bottom, message us. I kind of want to message like, them. What are you? <laughs> Debate Motion Headquarters. We'd like to show you notifications for the latest news and updates. No thanks. No donkey. Okay. So the, <laughs> the chat button is just, you want to turn on notifications? No? Okay. Great. <laughs> Great. I don't want notifications. This site is fantastic. Yes. So, without further ado, let us begin with the very first one. All right. And I'm going to read this verbatim. Is animal testing uh, justified? <laughs> and I like how they don't give you animal testing for what? I know. Is it makeup? Yeah. Is it animal testing for pet food? Mm -hmm. Like, is it, you know, how about this, this new massage chair for a dog? They don't tell you what you're because that I would say, yeah. Well, I think some people test the massage chair out. Let those dogs have free massages. I think some people would argue that any sort of testing with an animal is inhumane. What about a massage chair for a dog, Doug? I agree. Oh, it's got to get tested on a dog, right? Absolutely. You can't very well test a dog, a massage chair, and a human. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's quite humane because they are getting massages. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I'm not big on cosmetics for uh, testing on animals. I'm not big on cosmetics. Period. Nor am I. No. So no, I don't think. I mean, that. testing cosmetics on animals is is absurd. I don't know why you would why you would sub subject an animal to that. Yeah, I understand to some degree. I hate it, but like you know, the mice and stuff that are in the testing facilities and things like that. Like, there has to be. I'm very much on the side of science in regard, and I understand that to some extent we have to run trials. You know, things like that have to happen, and it's unfortunate because a lot of these animals, you know, basically. <laughs> Suffer horribly, well, and my question would be: Why can't you test it on a human? If it needs to be tested, why can't you test it on a human being? 
Uh, because animals are less than humans. See, and now we're back to the root of the debate. Yes. False. <laughs> You're welcome. Because, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, animals don't have rights. Although PETA would argue otherwise. I was going to say, yeah, what about like the... Did you hear about that story about the... It was a chimpanzee that uh, took a photographer's camera and actually took a selfie? Like it was kind of an no. unintended thing. And PETA argued successfully that uh, the chimpanzee owned the rights to that, to its really? own image, so that the photographer was not able to uh, get any sort of profits off of that. I see. Now, I would counter argue that this is it was taken with someone else's property, and mm-hmm. therefore the monkey gave up its rights to its own image by using someone else's uh, camera. So if I took a photo of myself on your phone, mm-hmm. at that point in time, I've given up my rights yeah, to that photo. You've put your image on my device. Mm-hmm. So you are essentially that I would argue that you are handing over my, the right to use that image. You're, you're giving it to me. That's interesting. Because, well, like if you took it on your phone uh-huh. and I took it off your phone and put it yeah. on my phone, no dice. But if you took my phone, uh-huh. and you took a selfie, I would I would argue that I have the right to do whatever I want with that because you you purposely put it on my phone. I feel like there's a loophole there. <laughs> I like it. Me. I like. I don't know what it is because I'm, I'm trying to be like, well, if you then took it's airtight. Well, because the thing is, it's also like if you took my photo without my permission that's also a separate issue altogether but absolutely if i I took your phone took a selfie on it right if they're arguing that that monkey was aware enough to Mm -hmm. take the photo of themselves then you have to argue Uh, i I would i would say you have to they they argue argue that the monkey owns the right to its own image but also i don't think it was planned for the monkey to take the, the selfie. He just no. grabbed okay, it and well, smiled and like. Let me ask you this then. I mean, with with that being said, anyone that goes out and does nature photography, yeah, do does every animal that they take a picture of own the rights to their image? <laughs> That's a great. Question. Like, I mean, if the, if Peter and I, I'm not saying anything against animals or for animals. I'm just saying from a logical standpoint, if Peter's going to argue that, then isn't all nature photography stealing images? Oh, that's hilarious. Of animals. There's an update to this as of two days ago. Oh. Appeals court blasts PETA for using selfie monkey as an unwitting pawn. Photographer wins monkey selfie copyright case. Court slams PETA. Oh, my God. It's kind of funny, yeah, the fact that, <laughs> that the judge ruled that PETA in and of itself was using the monkey yeah. as a leveraging tool. U.S. copyright law does, doesn't allow animals to file copyright infringement lawsuits. Uh, so a, pr- a lower court ruling previously reached the same conclusion. Uh, PETA, which sued Slater in 2015. Jesus. Jesus. It's been going on that long. On behalf of the monkey, uh, they reached a settlement to drop the case with Slater agreeing to donate 25% of his profits from the photos to charities to protect Naruto. To, which to is, that monkey. Yes. But the court decided to reject the request to have the case dismissed this month, stating it wanted a legal precedent f- for, to be set for s- similar cases in the future. The precedent is now established. Humans can file copyright lawsuits, not animals. <laughs> While Congress and the president can extend the protection of law to animals as well as humans, there's no indication that they did so in the Copyright Act. U.S. District Judge wrote in his ruling, uh, the court slammed PETA for its actions and accused the organization of using Naruto as a pawn while pretending to be a friend. Here's a little bit of what they wrote. PETA appears to have failed to live up to the title of friend. In the wake of PETA's proposed dismissal, Naruto is left without an advocate, his supposed friend having abandoned Naruto's substantive claims in what appears to be an effort to prevent the publication of a decision adverse 
to Peter's, Peter's, Peter's institutional interests. Were he capable of recognizing this abandonment, we wonder whether Naruto might initiate an action for breach of confidential relationship against his former next friend, Peta, for its failure to pursue his interests before its own. Puzzlingly, puzzlingly, while representing to the world that animals are ours, are not ours to eat, wear, experiment on, use for entertainment, or abuse in any other way, Peta seems to employ Naruto as an unwitting pawn in its ideological goals. Interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, because that monkey is sitting somewhere, wherever he is, happily flinging poo, happily swinging from something, and yeah. eating. Like, he blissfully unaware that any of this is happening. Exactly. You know, he's just living his life. He's having a good time. So the PETA's lawyer said uh, Naruto should be considered the author and copyright owner, and he shouldn't be treated any differently from any other creator simply because he happens to not be human. Strongly disagree in this particular case. Now, what if let me let me put let me spin it a little bit and give you give you this uh, this scenario. Mm-hmm. What if uh, they had given him um, <clears throat> a paintbrush, uh-huh. a blank canvas, and a bunch of paint, and he painted something? Mm-hmm. Would you argue that that painting belongs to him or to his handler, or it doesn't belong to anyone? Like, if someone were to be like, "I want to purchase this." Mm-hmm. Would that like would the profits from that go to the monkey? <laughs> to the monkey, <laughs> because then he is cre- he is creating it. Because you said you dis- you strongly disagree with the fact that he is the author or creator of that photo. So what what if he had painted something? Well, my first question would be: um, Does he pay taxes, or is this a cash only enterprise? What's uh. his tax bracket? Does he have a Roth IRA? He does, did, does he have a 401k? He does not have does any he sort have of savings account. He does not have any savings set up. Okay. He does not have any sort of savings set up. Um, I would say that potentially he would pay taxes. Um, the law, of the, the, the ta- law of the jungle the states <laughs> that, that it's good to be the king. The 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 law of the yeah the tax code of the jungle. Um, <laughs> no, I would say that he uh, he very similar to you know uh, people in the service industry. Uh, it's it's cash under the table, baby. <laughs> And also, do we tip him? <laughs> How much? I mean, if you if you're asking him, if you're commissioning a painting from him, I would say maybe throwing a little bit of a tip there. I guess a three a standard three thousand dollar booking fee. Naturally, <laughs> um, if he actually again, like it depends. I mean, that kind of goes down the road of what's art. You know, if he did some sort of thing, like got his hands on some paint and was like doing some sort of stuff, and it happened to be on a canvas, and someone was like, "Whoa, this is beautiful." I want this. I want to. I want to sell this, and the whole thing is like, oh my god, a monkey made this. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen videos of elephants right. painting on canvases Absolutely. and stuff like that, but I don't think that belongs to the elephant. But you, so you would say that they were not the creators of it. They're the creators of it, but so can can an animal not possess something? Not not something like that. Not yet. What do you mean? Not something like that. Like what? What constitute? Like what is the definition I mean, of what they can and cannot possess? They can possess, you know, a child of their own. You know, a okay. little elephant. Um, that's it. That's it. Nothing that's else. it. They, they, don't have, they don't have any other belongings. They can't possess a toy. Like I mean, if you give them a toy, that's not their toy. I mean, I guess if they hang on to it, but it, you know, like if you give if, if you, you give lose a, if you <laughs> if you give a toy to your cat, uh-huh. is it your cat's toy, or is it your toy you're lending to your cat? I mean, it's for them. Right. So you've given it to them. So yeah, it's their toy. But I can also ungift it as well. well. No, now you're just taking it away from them. There you go. You're stealing their toys. I also you're bought it. You're stealing toys from cats. I also bought it. So Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> if a cat bought it? No, no, no. If you <laughs> bought something and you gave it to me, uh-huh. 
could you take it away at any point or did you give it to me? Well, is also, my, is it my property? It's the same point? thing if I buy a toy for my daughter. Right. I can take it away from her. Right. Mm-hmm. But are, are you my daughter? No, but I'm just saying. I'm saying, where does that line get drawn? Yeah, is it is it is it animal versus human? Is it a type of animal? Mm-hmm. Is it humans of a certain age mm-hmm. that you like? Does Natalie own anything right now? No, she doesn't. So no. anything that you've given her is on loan. Cor- correct. I mean, it could be taken away at any time. Interesting. Okay. So although not- she has created some art, and I would consider that to be hers. Why? Because she's not an elephant. <laughs> That would not hold up in a court of law. I friend. feel like I just won. I feel. I feel like the jury agrees with me. <laughs> she's jury, not can we get the stones down here? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, she's not an elephant. Am I right? Who's with me? Who's with me? Who's with me? Right? No one. Silence. Okay. I, I. It's it's a weird thing. It just kind of goes into the what is the sport sort of debate in a yeah, sense yeah, yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah. because it's it, to me it is really do they know what they're doing and is it something that I don't think animals value that stuff as much as we do because they're fucking dumb. No, that's not right. No, because <laughs> I don't, I don't think they, Ooh, under- <laughs> the forums are going to blow up on this. Oh, one. No. oh they're dumb. Are they? Um, I just, I mean, I, just, I can't imagine a cat like, you know, creating some magnificent sculpture. Well, no cats wouldn't because cats are pieces of garbage. No cats would do something very risque. They would do something like they'd be like a fine fine art of their buttholes or something like that, like you know whatever. Anus dentata. <laughs> Anus dentata. Anal dentata. They do like a whole show of them just like showing you their butts right. as they walk by. It's a like performance get, art. Get close and see what's inside. Right. It's a German cat for some it's reason. Poop. <laughs> Spoiler alert! It's poop. <laughs> you might see some undigested kibble coming out. Oh no! There's a string. I ate a ribbon earlier. <laughs> Jokes on you! You now. Hold on! you find the present? <laughs> just ma- kidding! It's now poop. you must pull it out. Now you must pull it out. Pull my poop streak. <laughs> Pull my poop streak. Um, yeah, I just I when I think about that sort of stuff, I just I don't. I feel like a lot of it comes down to does the animal know, like what they're doing? Does the animal know that it has value in what it's doing? I don't know if value needs to really matter. Probably not. I disagree with value defining ownership. Yeah, though. I agree. That's we can we can agree to okay. throw that out. But I I mean, I I just don't think yeah because the thing is like. If the creature understood, like what it was doing, like if t- take that monkey for example, the monkey's like, "Wow, that was an awesome picture I just took. It's great. The aperture was just right. We had a nice shallow depth of field. I picked the, the filter. The lighting was perfect. You know, like I I had the colors popping. I went in and did some airbrushing, and I got it just the way that I wanted. I did a nice black and white. You know, really dark <laughs> sort of thing. So the colors were great. Yeah, and the great black and white. Well, they did both. You know, he's like, let's try this in black and white. You so know, he's, he's oh, got he some, gave us options. He got a couple of prints done. He gave us options. You know, All he right. did. He did it in sort of like a cartoon esque like see what's you know going fashion. Yeah. Like you know, pop sort of. art. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this creature saw this thing, clicked a button, and happened to be smiling. It was like cool, and then went on its day, and it probably pooped. You know, somewhere. Doug, it sounds very on. much like your day. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I'm, My, just saying, I'm living the dream. If you guys. look at Doug's Instagram ap- account, it's shockingly similar to what he just described. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this America? Like, what are we doing? Like, right? I'm living the dream. Um, I just I don't think they have the full concept of what it is that they did. And if they did, then I would think we'd have something different. If they knew they were generating something creative, and sure. they were like this, they were intentionally doing it for the sake of like, because a lot of times creatures do beautiful things. They make like. Take a spider's web, for example. Terrifying when you walk through it. But it's a very beautiful thing. You know, if you look at it, right. like the no, intricate designs, you're like, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. 
they're not doing it for the art. They're doing it to catch stuff. You Except there is that. Gary the Spider. You don't know that. Very proud. He puts like little lace bits oh, yeah. on there. You know, he really gets into it when Gary he makes his web. Gary is his webs are super ornate, very yeah. detail focused. I mean, yeah. sometimes it almost looks like an optical illusion right. in the light. Have you ever seen him do one of his 3D webs? Oh, who hasn't? His Amazing. his Tumblr is outrageous. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. When he did the uh, scale model of the Chicago city skyline. Oh. It was amazing. Really what I appreciate is, you know, the 10 year anniversary of nine 11, his depiction of the two towers was Never really forget. just yeah. always, it was haunting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful stuff. Uh, I would say that you don't know for a fact that the spiders aren't doing it for art or not for art, but to be like, to be beautiful. You don't, you cannot say with 100% confidence that they're not. I just did. You think you did, but you didn't. I just did. Nope. With 100% confidence, spiders are not doing that you for don't, beauty. You cannot say that with 100% confidence. I know that their eight eyes don't see art. They only see food. They only see <laughs> <And> death. death. <laughs> what do you see with your eight eyes? Those evil eight eyes. Death. <laughs> it comes. It comes at night. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a, that is an interesting thing. But I think, again, it comes down to what, what are they aware of what they're doing? Because you can, there is an argument to be made that we're we're profiting off of something that doesn't understand what it's doing. But I, I just, I was like, no. The, in this particular case, like, I think the selfie argument is ridiculous. Yeah, but I disagree with animals can't own something. What can they own? I mean, if you give them, I feel like if you give someone something, <laughs> if you give it to someone, unless it's explicitly stated that this is on lease, I don't think that. Like again, like I, I. Ownership is nine-tenths of the law, right? <laughs> All I'm saying is that old adage. I mean, I, yeah, I guess at the at the very base level, if it's like, yeah, here's a ball, monkey, and the monkey's like, yes, this is my ball, and it carries it around with it, it's its ball. I would love to think that the monkey talks like that's that. That's a really good dialogue scene I'm working yes, on. Yes, this is my person. ball. This is my ball, and then he runs around, and then if someone else were to take it... He rips their arms off. He <laughs> rips their arms off like Chewbacca. Right. You know. Um, and he just goes, my ball. My ball. Don't take. Please. Runs away and just, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, I guess t- I, I feel like ownership's different from their perspective than it is from us. Because we also think that we can own land. And really, that's a pretty insane concept to be like, this land right here, it's mine. Well, this, this invisible th- line, mine. This land is my land. Mm-hmm. This land is your land, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From no. California. No? Nope. Okay, I won't go there. This land is my land. Right. I pay taxes for this land, and I also have an easement, and I can't build anything on the easement because that'll then probably cause some structural damage to whatever I'm building. I'm not 100% of the words you're saying right now. <laughs> I saw the plans of my, of my property. I understand it well, to right. some degree. I don't know what an easement is. I, I don't really either. I just don't, don't build on it. <laughs> Is it a physical thing or is it like a space of land? It's a physical thing. It's like kind of on a downslope. I think it houses like some pipes or something. Hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, audience. Let me know. What's an easement? I oh, don't know. the audience is already deep into correcting you. They're like, <laughs> first of all, that thing about spiders, true. Um, yeah. So that was a fun little topic. Yes. Um, about <laughs> animal testing. <laughs> that is where we started, wasn't yeah. it? It was a great mind gap. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it was. <laughs> So let's move on to the next positive All one. Right. Is the death penalty appropriate? I love that. Yeah. Is it <laughs> or should it be banned? We have appropriate or banned. <laughs> on a scale of appropriate to banned, 
Where would you go with a death penalty, Justin? Oh my. Um I would say um I feel like this is just flat out a political question. Like it you know what I mean? Like this is not it political though? I I feel like it is, right? I feel like it's social. I don't think it's necessarily political. Okay. I could be wrong. Um Debate me, baby. I would say it, wait, what was the what were the two words? Should it be banned or is it is it appropriate is it or should it be banned? Appropriate, yes, okay. Or should it be banned? I <clears throat> let's see. I think in some, I feel like this goes back to uh, that discussion that we had about just wanting to get like just justice or like yeah. vengeance. I, I can't remember which which topic we did, but yeah. it was. I I don't think. I guess at the bottom, if I'm gonna bottom line it, I don't support the death penalty. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that I think it should be banned. I don't think it's necessarily appropriate, although sometimes it is um emotionally warranted. Like you're like, "Yes, I want yeah. to see this happen." But I don't think I think it's partially I think it's an easy way out. You're giving this person this created heinous, you know, uh or, or committed heinous acts, you're giving them an out. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say let them let them suffer. In a solitary existence for the rest of their life, put them in solitary. Is that any better than killing them? You mm. know what I mean. Like, is is that humane to let someone suffer in yes. solitary? I mean, obviously, it depends on the crime here, right? You know, right. Like, there's some stuff, and again, a lot of this stuff also depends on do was because there's obviously what happened in the court of law, and then what actually happened. So for me, there's always that percentage of did this is this did this is this really true? Yeah, I mean, you see those those slim, uh, you know, it, it happens every once in a while. But it, there's a there's a you know every once in a while you'll see where people are you know wrongly accused. They've spent twenty years in prison, and then mm-hmm. some new evidence comes out. They're they're cleared. The real killer is found, or the real you know criminal is found. And if the you know death penalty had been enacted, then this innocent person would be would have been taken. So like yeah. it happens infrequently, but I you know. Potentially, it happens more often than we know, and we just it doesn't get caught. But uh, I would say, I would say, uh, I don't know, ending someone's life, it's uh, it's always it's a tricky proposition for me. Um, Again, emotionally, I feel like there are times when you're like, yeah, fucking let this fucker burn. Mm -hmm. But I I think by and large, I would rather let them serve out the rest of their life just having to just to, to live with what they've done. On a practical side. It's cheaper to kill them than I to, knew you were going to go there. Than to yeah. let them live out. It's actually a, quite a burden to keep someone in jail. Right. I think it was like life. sixty something thousand dollars a year. Is what it's. I thought it, it was essentially like a median income was was what it cost to keep someone. It may. Alive. I think it may actually be more than that. Like it's actually pretty much insane if you take into account like the guards and the overhead and stuff. Sure. Because obviously, if they're in solitary, they're in some sort of maximum security area. Sure. Sure. You know all that sort of stuff. You know, keep. You know, you got to take care of their uh, food and health and everything like that. Right, like right. it's. It costs quite a bit of money, and if it's something like a situation like, I don't know, let's take someone like Charles Manson. Okay. You know? I'd say put them all on an island, like a <laughs> convict island. That's always what it is. Put them on an island. Put them on an island. Let them work it out. Let them, let them work it out. Let them work it out. Yeah. I, I mean, again, it depends on the crime, and for me, it's always like, is this 100% accurate? Because if it is 100% accurate, without a doubt, this person did this heinous crime, mm-hmm. such as like rape and murder somebody right, or right, something right. like that. Like if they admitted to it. 
Yeah, they're like, if yeah. just like, yep, guilty. I, I did it. Totally did it. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. It's totally me. I did this without a doubt. You know, I I confess, and it wasn't like a forced confession or something like right. that. They 100% were like, yeah. or it's like you caught them in the act and somehow, you know, you know, whatever, and they're like, it wasn't my blood, you know. Like, right. So, or, or in theory, you know, like you've got like photographic evidence, like maybe a monkey had a cell phone, right? You know, had a camera. And he's just doing a selfie he's in the background. Point, you and he, to, ca- he catches them in the mm-hmm. act, and he, the monkey's like, "Look, guys, I got evidence. I got and you're this. Like, Fuck you, monkey." And the monkey's like, "I'll give it to you for a hundred and fifty dollars." Nope, sorry, you're not a person. <laughs> and then it's that like, guy goes free, and he goes, "That's okay, your logic, Doug. My I, ball, my ball." And then runs off. And the monkey pulls your arms off, and you can't <laughs> prosecute him because he's a monkey, right? You just put him down, death penalty for the monkey at that point in time. That is lawless. No, <laughs> well, that is lawless. I was like, I think it's lawful. That's lawless. <laughs> Full of law, right? Now you're there. just you're. I am the law. You're a vigilante now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not really about uh, killing people. I feel like it's it's a it's a it's easy to do from a distance mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, this person should die. They fucked up. Do it. But I'm like, that's also a human being, even if they have done something horrible that is a human being yeah and it's one of those things where i I think it's hard to it's hard to rectify and for me like i'm kind of on the the spectrum of i'd rather not but i understand why it happens yeah i'm not going to sit here and and say that i don't understand the concept behind it but i i definitely would say that i lean towards the side of of there's there's got to be other other ways other methods yeah yeah and it Again, we talk about redemption quite a bit. Second chances. Is there a way to redeem someone that's done something like that? I mean, can they come back? Should they come back? That's a, you know, obviously right. something we've covered before and can debate to the end of the time because it really depends on the situation. You know, is it someone you know right. versus someone you don't know? Because that changes the whole game. Then. It unfortunately does. It does. It becomes personal Your at that point in time. And it. it's, it's hard to, you know, rationalize around that. So I would land on the fact that. Um, I wouldn't call it appropriate, um, <laughs> but I would say um, I'm okay with it existing. Okay. I think. All right. I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm okay with it. Uh, next one up. Uh, I'm going to skip the one that said, should cell phones be used during class? Because I don't know what that even means. That w- No, like, should you? Okay, so let me let me see if I can put uh, some parameters uh, around this for you. Because you, you in the pre-roll, you were railing on this one. Yeah. Right? You, like, it really upset you. Your issue on this is that you don't understand what they're asking. Like, yeah. f- for what purpose are they being yeah. used? Like, is, say, is it like while you're learning something else, should cell phones be allowed? No. Fuck you. All right. There you go. Simple as that. Is it Should cell phones be used during class as a part of a project, as part of, like, experiments, as being... Like, you if, use you're your studying, cell phone if you're for, studying zoology and you yeah. give a monkey a cell phone. Exactly. Right. Should it be allowed to... Can you use that cell phone to mm-hmm. see if you can teach it to take pictures? 100%. You want to use your calculator on your phone? Go for it. Sure. You want to research? Yeah, absolutely. But if it's just like, I want to have my phone out in class. It's like, get the fuck out of here. No. Put it away, you dumb shit. Right. I agree with that. Next... Uh, I'm going to skip a couple of these. Uh, I like this one. Does school detention do any good in high schools? That's an interesting one. Did you ever get detention? I got detention one time in junior high, and I have to say it was unwarranted. To this day, lawyer fucked me. I, what? <laughs> That's the quote. Shawshank Redemption. Oh. <laughs> Why are you in here? Lawyer fucked me. <laughs> Didn't do it. I was like, <laughs> you got like really we, sl- need, we need to talk. What do you think detention is? What happened in high school? Like, show me on this doll what happened in... Um, <laughs> I would argue... Do you think that a lot of people think that their detentions are unwarranted, though? 
Um, it depends. I mean, obviously, there's a code of conduct that people need to abide by, and that code of conduct would vary from, you know, hey, you know, no swearing to if you step out of line, I'm going to swat you with a paddle. Right. <laughs> so, okay. depending on where you are. Do you think the death penalty should be abandoned in <laughs> high schools? You know, there's some little shits out there that really need to learn their place. All I'm saying. So, just All I'm learn saying. by example. <laughs> so, I don't, I guess, I never got detention. Um, what? Are you I, better than me? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not even going to say humble brag. That's just flat out bragging. Yeah. Um, I never got detention because I was a good boy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> felt bad saying that. I'm a good boy. Um, so I don't. I, I honestly don't know if detentions do anything. Like, I, does it just perpetuate like someone being angrier? Like they did something, they got punished for it. Now they're angry, and does that does that work? Do do you? I don't know. I th- you know what I think works? I honestly the Harry Potter system where you've got points mm-hmm. and you just deduct points. Or you give points. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't put anyone in solitary, right? Don't put anyone in a room. Yeah, it depends because like... Do the point system. And uh, then the winning house gets candy at the... I don't know. Ten points to Gryffindor! Um, you get to say that shit too. That's cool. Right? Uh, so I got detention when I was in eighth grade. What'd you do? Because I was at lunch eating a very, I'm sure, nutritious Missouri lunch. Um, and someone plopped down right next to me on the bench and it scared me and I go what the hell and a teacher walked by I actually I don't even know who she was I think she was like a school secretary or something and she stopped and turned around she goes what did you say I said what the hell she goes come with me oh and she brought me to the principal I was like what the fuck is happening right now oh then you definitely got detention if you said that (laughs) I was like what and I go I remember going to the assistant principal's office and he's like he opens up a folder that was empty he goes Real shame that I got to put this in here, Doug. He puts it in there, and he's like, you have detention. And I was for an hour for saying <laughs> what the hell when I was in eighth grade. Right. I was like 12 or 13 years old, and I said, <laughs> what the hell? Right. And they gave me an hour detention. Are you fucking kidding me? Here's the thing. Everyone knows that what the hell is just a gateway to heroin, mescaline, a lot of methamphetamines. Like, you don't want to fuck with what the hell. It leads to hand jobs. Right. It leads to hand jobs. It leads to BJs. leads to ZJs. <laughs> leads to vagina dentata. It leads to dentatas of all sorts. Uh, it's, it, I, it's, it irks me to this day because that, that sort of shit, I'm like, look. I didn't say, "Hey, fuck your mother!" Like I was, <laughs> I did, I wasn't an Italian monster. I wasn't. I wasn't a good. I wasn't a good at accents back then either. <laughs> and you know, you, I think you did three sure in did. one sentence. I sure did. You're welcome. I don't understand who this guy was. He talked very funny. I don't know where you he was. might be better at accents than you think you are. I don't even know if I could. I mixed them all together. I don't know if I could switch between three in one sentence. <laughs> yep, I, I'm a master of disguise. Um, and so that really upset me. And right. then all I did was I sat in a room for an hour with other people that had detention. Right. And it's not like someone was like, hey, Doug, I'm going to explain to you specifically why you're in here and why this is bad. It was right. just like you said, hell, punishment, Panish- right. punishment, punishment, punishment. And I just remember just it was over with and I moved on and I was like, OK, I still say hell right and other things right and it's the same thing it's like oh and i understand look uh, my parents my brother they're in the school system i'm sure they don't have the resources to individually sit down with the kids and be like here's what you did wrong right. let's take a moment and talk about you and right. what's going on with you they're fucking teachers here's a here's a graph yeah Doug. yeah 
Look, we just analyzed your behavioral choices and we realized that on the DISC model, you're more of an SI. So what that means is that you are, you know, it's like, they what the fuck? Like, right, right. They're basically like, you were bad, get in here, this is punishment, don't do this again. Or it's like, you have to come in on a Saturday. We're going to punish you by waste, you know, wasting your time, more or less. And, or it's like, you're going to write on the... Do they still have people like write, on, write out an essay or something? Write 100 times on the chalkboard. Like, I, I yeah. feel like that stuff is archaic. And I don't know what they do nowadays for that sort of stuff. But uh, I, I would say that I think it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Like, there definitely needs to be some sort of repercussions for poor behavior. You know, like, we've got to make sure that... You know, everyone's on the same page. Like people shouldn't be uh, fighting and shouldn't be rude and shouldn't, right. shouldn't be disrespectful. But it's I feel like again, not unlike our prison system. It's like, all right, you failed. Now go to jail. Cool. Hope you learned something. You're out now. It's right. Like, it's like, no. are we helping them recover? And are we helping to teach them? Like, right. hey, look, you were swearing at lunch. It may not seem like a big deal, but it's really in. in maybe this is the way you do it. Like. In real life, you just can't fire off swears whenever you want. Hell may not seem like a big idea, big deal. Right. But it can lead but to masculine to yeah. What if what if you are, you know, going you're you're in line or you're hanging out in the lobby of a a job for a job interview and you just swear. Right. And the person who's gonna interview walks by and hears that and all of a sudden they realize, Oh, this person's one of those. Right. You know? And they go to meet you and you you know, they're like, Oh, it's a bad a bad impression. I can get behind something like that. But going, what did you say? Sit in this room for an hour. Right. And think about that you said the word hell and the whole time I was like, what the, the fuck? Right. I think I, I would say in that in that capacity then it just it pisses someone off more. It makes them a little bit more resentful. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think in that in that capacity, I don't think detention works. If yeah. they were maybe other schools do something where like maybe there's a detention monitor who's like what did you do mm -hmm. let's talk about what like during the hour mm -hmm. let's talk about what you did and why why you're in here yeah and let's talk about how you can avoid it in the future yeah you know, or, or something you know yeah it's like what's going on and maybe because i'm assuming there was a monitor yeah right so that person it was you sit here and be quiet for an hour right but i'm saying that person could have yeah. taken that time so talk about not having resources sure if they're making someone sit in that room at least they could in theory talk to the kids about why they're there sure. and what they did wrong yeah it could be it could basically turn into another class there where it's go. more or less like hey let's talk about anger management let's talk about emotional intelligence right let's talk about all this sort of stuff it can turn into a coaching moment doug i am smelling a startup company for you oh good it's i feel it's like called i won't beat your kids i'll talk to them <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yes so uh let's see here uh is euthanasia justified no is it appropriate? <laughs> Does it really ask that? No. God damn. I was going to say, son of a bitch. Uh, no. I'm all for euthanasia, man. All right. 100%. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Really? Yeah. Why? I feel like if someone wants to die, and they're like, look, man, it's painful for me to stay alive right now. Like, I'm in so much pain. Every day is just awful. I'm suffering. I want someone to basically put me out of my misery. <sighs> Is there a difference between euthanasia and assisted suicide? No. Do we know that for a fact? Or? I don't know. Okay. Let's go ahead and look it up. Because that uh, was like, what was it, Dr. Kevorkian when he was doing that sort of stuff? Uh, all right. The painless killing of a patient suffering from an incurable and painful disease or an irreversible coma that practice is illegal in most countries. Hmm. See, I just thought, okay, I guess if you if you put it in the context of having an incurable and painful disease or an in irreversible coma. 
if you put it in that very specific context, mm-hmm. I would be open to having a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just like, because when I hear assisted suicide, I hear, I'm having a rough day. I want to end it and I want someone to help me. Like, I don't think at yeah. all that should be, I think yeah. in that capacity, anyone who, it, I think it needs to be in, there is no coming back from this. Mm-hmm. You are knocking on death's door and you want to do it on your, on your time. Yeah. There is a, a str- I will say this, there is a stronger case to be made with that for me. Yeah, I, and you and I are in total agreement there. If someone's just like, dude, I had a bad day, like, help help me kill myself. Right. I'm like, that's an opportunity where if you're a good friend, you'd be like, look, I know you had a rough day, but let's talk. Yeah. Let's get you help or whatever. But yeah, but if you're sitting there suffering, you're just basically like, dude, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to recover from this horrible disease. Every day is miserable. Like, I, it's... I also think that it needs to be. Uh, it's something that I and I, I go, look. I have no. Uh, I like that this is the one thing I'm giving a disclaimer about, as if I have knowledge on every other topic <laughs> we've talked about. I have no knowledge on the specifics around euthanasia, um, but I would say that if, d- depending on how someone is is doing this debate or making this argument, I would say that it is not just something that euthanasia is now legal. Everyone can help. Like, I, I think it needs heavily regulated, uh, it only a certain, uh, per, like, doctors, you know, it's got to have yeah. a lot of a lot of regulation around it if if it were to become legalized. Agreed. You know? Yeah. It's not just, yeah, it's not like you, you said, like, well, you wrote it, you did a video, you wrote a letter or something, and now your friend can go ahead and help just, you know, pop you off and that, you yeah. know, you're done. Oh, I, I'm not going to get arrested for murder because yeah. my friend wanted me to do this. Well, I feel like it's got to be something that I said heavily regulated where it's done by uh, a, an official, like someone who knows exactly. Right. It's It's got a specific <laughs> way in which they go about it. It's you like, also have to have proof that there that you have some sort of dis- like there. There's you a have your affairs in order. Like, hey, look, um, I have a life insurance policy, or what my debts. Like, you know exactly where everything's going to go. Like, you have everything lined up and ready to go. So it's right. it's orderly in the way in which you go out. Right, exactly. So that way, it's like, look, dude, I gotta, I need to get out of here. Like, yeah. this is this it is it still not makes me, me crawl a little bit with like it still makes me. I still don't agree with it, but I mean, I understand that if you're you know if you're in that much pain, it may mm-hmm. just be and you want to do it in your own time. I, I can respect that as well. I mean, to a certain extent, it happens when like someone's in a coma and they're never going to come out of it, and they decide to pull the plug, right. so to speak. I mean, that in extent, no, absolutely, is euthanasia, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense, right? In that sort of regard, right? Um, so, I'm definitely for it. In I think that's right to clarify in that specific stance because your thought of euthanasia and my thought of euthanasia were, were completely different. I was right. thinking in a very clinical medical sense, and you right. were like, "Hey, no, you can't just kill your friend because they're like, please, right, right, yeah, stubbed your toe. Well, we're gonna go ahead and drown you now. Yeah, like absolutely. no, like, yeah. Uh, this one's uh, a good one, and I, I read a little bit about this today. Uh, are video games containing violence appropriate for children? Well, I don't think that's mine. Would have been like, do do video games. Uh, make people more violent. No. Uh, interesting article I read about that today. Really? By the mighty David Wong from Cracked. Ah, very good. Was uh, this the one that had the sentence that you loved? That didn't, right. but uh, that one was one of the best sentences I've read Absolutely. in a very long time. And you guys aren't going to hear it. Yeah. Uh, You're I'm, welcome. I'm just going to butcher it. Uh, but the, the article was basically saying it does, but not in the way that you think. So studies have shown that obviously if you're playing a very uh, violent game and then you, you you test someone after the fact, they're going to be a little more violent. It's like, yes, that's true. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't like turn someone into a psychopath. Right. People are just going to be naturally more aggressive after they've done something like that. 
So it doesn't. The studies don't necessarily show that. But what they, what this, what David Wong was arguing was that games treat they train your brain to think that if you put in enough effort, you can eliminate an obstacle. Oh, interesting. So what that does is that breeds. They've said studies have shown that gamers, people that spend a lot of time playing games, uh, have a low tolerance for uh, frustration. Hmm. They get frustrated a lot easier, and they have a hard time with anger management. Very interesting. Because in their mind, I love the way that David Wong uh, put this. He goes, uh, and he goes, and in his words, he goes, I struggle from this. He goes, I have a very hard time in the fact that, you know, I could play a game, and if a boss takes two hours to beat, that's a challenge. If a boss takes 20 hours to beat, that's a mythical challenge. So, but if I do that, I can make a few clicks, move a couple, type a few buttons, and I can make that go away. But in real life, there are challenges that last 50,000 hours or 60 years. Right, right. And they won't go away. Right. So when you spend hours and hours and hours and you meet those achievements and you work on that sort of stuff, you're training your brain to realize that if I work at this hard enough, I can overcome it and it will go away. And there's some things in life that just won't go away. Interesting. And I was like, huh. what a great point. That I, <clears throat> yeah, I had not considered that. That's a very, a very interesting point to bring up. And it, he kind of had to bleed into some of the other stuff too, where it was like, uh, you know, take a look at nowadays with social media interaction and politics and things like that. People are so happy to win on their side. They want to win. They want to defeat the other side. And even if they're like, well, you know, this person, you know, deleted their Twitter account. They're like, victory. We did it. Like, yeah, but it didn't really change. They're right. still you know, doing what they do. They're just not on Twitter. It's like, whatever, what's our next target? Right. What are we moving on to? They're, yeah, so it's a very quick, like, we got we got our objective. We're moving on to the next. Objective, next. Obje yeah. And he framed it very well. He goes, because in a gaming world, like, you, you have a challenge. You work really hard, and then you get, you get some sort of parade or flash of light, and you've leveled up, and you've overcome it. You get some sort of reward for that, and that's what people are programmed to to look for huh. and I was like what a great point so because I, I also agree that I, I mean I don't feel like um, playing that sort of stuff is going to lead to people being more aggressive but it does have a different effect that people I don't think understand fuck man yeah it's a great article you got deep as fuck I was blown away by that article if wow. you get a chance read it it's uh, I can't remember the exact title but it's written by David Wong he's right. a fantastic writer yeah he no absolutely a great job. he always writes some really amazing stuff he doesn't write that often when he does I'm like I gotta read this because yeah. it's usually very powerful um, let's see here uh, are single sex schools more effective than co-ed schools I would argue I would argue no, just because I feel like I I feel like people who have gone to single sex schools. I feel like I've t I've had conversations like this before, but I feel like people who've gone to single sex schools are missing out on an entire different set of social skills that they don't get to develop. I I would argue that if we lived in a world where the sexes were constantly separated, then okay, but right. we don't live or work in that world. We live and work in a world where everyone is mixed together. So Absolutely. by spending the majority of your life growing up in a situation where it's only one sex, then I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that 100%. All, let's, let's say that person then goes to college and it's like, oh my gosh, it's co-ed. That's going to be a shock to their system. Yeah. Or maybe they go to an all boys or all girls college and then they go to the workforce. It's like you are now... <laughs> With you know other other people, other yeah. sexes, other, yeah. other genders, and it's like, 
I feel like that's a giant disservice. I don't see the benefit in that, honestly, where that is. I don't see the upswing. To no, no. Single-sex schools. No, I, don't, I mean, I understand, like, maybe like the, the concept of, like, oh, you're going to focus harder because you don't have the distraction of the, the opposite sex to, you know, your hormones are raging and you don't have the, the distraction of the opposite sex to, to pull you away from your schoolwork. But I just don't think it works that way. I think you are doing a larger, in the long run, you're doing a larger disservice because you're, again, taking away those social skills. That This is how society works. You mm-hmm. are integrated in society. And yeah. you, need to, you need to understand what you can say, what you can't say, how yeah. to how to treat each other, what is expected, what's not like. There's a whole, there's a whole slew of of uh, social, um, not activities, but social uh, social norms, social norms that you that you learn in high school. That you sometimes it's painful to learn them. Yeah. Sometimes it's very awkward, but you learn them so you have them later in life. Yeah, and it's yeah. also one of those things where. Um, you know, I don't believe in depriving people of stuff that they're eventually going to have access to. Right. Like, it's like saying, like, um, I don't know. Uh, there's like that that story that was out a few years ago where the family just had they capped their technology at a certain time, like it was 1985 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have any other technology that had surpassed 1985. And anyone who came over had to put all their phones and other technology into a ba- into a basket. So these kids had like VHS. Yeah. They had like whatever was available to them because they're like, we want our kids to, you know, whatever. We don't want to be overwhelmed. And I was like, you're fucking your kids over here. Absolutely. Because they, they're going to go to school, right? Yep. And they're going to utilize the stuff. And that's the only time they're going to get to utilize that stuff. They right. don't get additional practice at computers, laptops, or whatever else. They don't know what social media is, which right. I don't know, maybe be a bonus. Who knows? But again, even if they don't use that, they should be aware of it. Yeah. They need to be what? aware of they're what's gonna, going on. They're going to go out into the world. Gonna have their adult lives, yeah, and they're not gonna know. They're gonna go for a job interview, and they're gonna say, "How many words per minute do you type?" And they're like, "I don't." Or what's your proficiency with Excel? Or, or hey, how are you on LinkedIn? Right. Get on LinkedIn so we can connect. Email me your resume. <laughs> right. Yeah. Use use a word processor that's not from 1985. Right. It's not in DOS. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know that's a huge de- depriving people of yeah. that stuff. Uh, their heart's in the right place. I get it. Yeah, I understand where they're coming from, but man, yeah. you're going about that all but fucking wrong. It's it's you know it's like yeah. being super strict on your child, and then they go to college and they have all this free will and they go fucking bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. Because they've spent their whole life under this 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 thumb of like, oh, you can't do this, can't do that, and now it's yeah. like freedom, and they can't handle it. It's extreme one extreme to another. HD porn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Porn. Like yeah, it's right. Like, all that stuff is is very hard. And, yeah. And I so same thing with this like. Single sex schools. I, don't, I yeah. don't see the point. I don't see that it being a benefit uh, in the in the slightest, no. in the absolute slightest. Now I have a I have a, a debate for you. Ooh. Yeah, and it is one might consider it to be the ultimate debate. Oh my gosh! Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know. What is it? I think it is the takedown. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, we. No, we. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. <laughs> the, the yes. <laughs> yes. It is time for the throwdown. I'm pretty sure we're a rock band now. Yeah. Who are? So, I don't know what brought this uh, to mind, but I thought it would be fun to do uh, Mario Villain versus Mario Villain. Okay. Um, I was I was thinking about I'm like, I, we haven't done a video game one in a while, and I wanted to do uh, old school Mario Villain, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong, ah. versus new school King Koopa. Uh, not new school, really, but just uh, main. 
Kong versus Koopa. Right. And initially in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, King Kong versus King Koopa. That's perfect. <laughs> and I was like, no, dumbass, you say that, and Doug's going to berate you. That's right. It's not King versus King. It's Kong versus Koopa. That's right. That's the way to bill it. That's, That's right. how Don King would have billed it. That's how we will bill it. Amen. R.I.P. Never forget. <laughs> so Donkey Kong versus King Koopa. Now, we're we talking about their... Their abilities in those like early days, or what are we talking about? How are we? I would say they're. <clears throat> well, that would be interesting if we did their abilities only in the early days. Mm-hmm. It's only side scrolling. Mm-hmm. It's up, down, left, right, mm-hmm. uh, and they can really only throw things at you, mm-hmm. right? Like like Donkey Kong can either if he touches you or like. Hit you in any capacity like you're that hurts or he can throw barrels at you mm-hmm. right and then some of them are explosive barrels yeah and then king koopa uh he shoots fireballs and he can jump on you mm-hmm. right he jumps around shoots fire jumps around shoots fire donkey kong jumps around and throws barrels yeah so it's boring but it's pretty even playing ground well it depends because are we on donkey kong's turf or are we on <laughs> koopa's turf we're in space because the thing is, Donkey Kong needs to be above in order for his barrels to roll down. Very good point. So if they're on Very neutral ground, point. Donkey Kong loses. <laughs> Very good point. Based on the mechanics of that game. Now, we don't know. We're, no one is saying that Donkey Kong couldn't like speed throw barrels. Well, I mean, I guess he still could throw barrels and they'll just roll along. Right. That's but what I'm saying. I think yeah. he's going to lose to the long-range attack of, well, of, of, of Koopa. So... If we say fully realized capabilities of both uh-huh. from whatever games they've been in, Jesus. Now we're I opening mean, it up quite a bit because now the Donkey Kong has the ground punch or the ground slam. He's got the the tornado he does with his arms, you know, extended. Yeah. He's still got the barrel throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Koopa has the fireballs and the jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if you take him from Super Mario World, I mean, he was in some flying contraption. True. You know, was True. throwing shit out. Yeah, yeah, Um I, I don't know. I feel like if you apply the strength and agility and, and ferociousness of a gorilla, I feel like that versus a dinosaur, I think... Uh, is he considered a dinosaur? Is I that mean, what we've landed on I think with he's, him? he's dino-esque. Yeah, he's definitely dino-esque. He's definitely I a just, reptile. I was thinking like a... Uh, he's got you, a reptile dysfunction. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Doug wins the throwdown for that joke alone. No, I was going to say he's got a very, uh, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gone wrong, like a Toka or Razor kind of thing <laughs> going on. Um, I didn't, I thought, I looked at him as more turtle, but I could dig dinosaur. I could absolutely dig dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does have the shell. He, see, he's got a lot of fucking armor. Yeah. A lot of armor. And he's got spikes on that shell, too. He does. But so if Donkey Kong got anywhere near behind him, I mean that's that's dangerous. It's a dangerous situation. Well, then if if you know Koopa's gonna be like, I'll just get my shell. Then I think Donkey Kong would just throw that shell into the water and he drowns. Well, that's just morbid. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong just plugs all the holes of the shell with exploding barrels. You think? And he's like, good luck. He puts them in a barrel and rolls that barrel into the ocean. You really want to drown Koopa, don't you? Die, you motherfucker! <laughs> you never seen Koopa swim, do you? No, you don't. Mm-mm. You really don't. No. If an, if you knock him off a level, like usually he just he's dead. He's a, he's done. He's a dead man. He's a dead 
dead, dead. So man. you're saying the the strength and agility of also look Donkey at Koopa's Kong. reach. His his reach is like rawr. true, but he's got those fucking fireballs, bro. He does, but also Donkey Kong's agile. He can dodge that shit and then punch him in the face and then just take take his mouth and just pop it open, break his jaw, feel and like then bite his tongue out of his head. Feel and like then we're like, rampaging this. And then stand on top of him and beat his chest and be did, like, rawr! did we just rampage this? No, we just King Konged. That's true. I forgot about that scene. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. I'll give it to Donkey Kong. I'll mm-hmm. give it to if it's new. So again, it's it's what era. So if it's new, if it's new, it's Donkey Kong. If it's old school, yeah, it's he's Koopa. Fucked. Koopa yeah. will hit him with fireballs before right. it's too late. But because they've made advan- like that was such a limited run of like their limited abilities. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Donkey Kong for the win. Yes. Yeah. Donkey Kong for the win. For the win. <laughs> By the way, Haig wanted me to tell you okay. that Rampage was great. Oh, really? He saw uh, it, and he actually truly liked it. And cool. he's like, we, he really wanted, what his ultimate goal was, was to somehow lure you out with the promise of a free Avengers ticket, get you somehow, and I'm like, you, you're going to have to, you're going to have to plan better than somehow do this, because Doug will catch on very quickly. But does. if you could... I thought that would be that would be quite awesome if you could trick this him dog into a don't hunt. I know. <laughs> it was like if you could trick him into a rampage somehow, that would be awesome. <laughs> trick me into a rampage. Yeah, <laughs> I did a stellar job at thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Hold on. Now here's the thing. Uh-huh. It got a thirty three percent from the critics. Uh-huh. Oh, who gives a shit what the audience says? It's got an eighty two percent from the audience. Now here's nice. actually no, it got a fifty one percent from the critics. Uh-huh. Oh, fifty one. Fifty one. Okay. So uh but eighty two from the audience. Now here's the thing. I we've talked about this before. The audience score, you cannot ignore the audience score. Just did. <laughs> you are such a dick when it comes to debating. You are such I a dick. I feel like I was pretty good this whole time. Well, yes, the whole time you are. You get in these modes, though, I do. where you are just completely a five-year-old when you fucking argue. I am. Uh, I, just saying you can't ignore the audience. When Fair there's enough. that vast of a difference, 82%. Mm-hmm. How much is it gross? That's a good question. I don't know. How gross is it? Oh, it's super gross. <laughs> uh, Rampage. Uh, Rampage. Mojo. It's sad how much I've I've Googled and looked up Rampage stuff just I to know. fuck with you. The fact that this like, has been an so on- much. We've done so much marketing for Rampage. It's not even fucking funny. <laughs> Years from now, we'll still be talking about Rampage. <laughs> Worldwide to date, it has done 287, 287 million. How long has it been out? It has been out... Two weekends. It's in its third weekend. Oh, it's going to have a rough third weekend. No, you think? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah, that, uh, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't understand know. what you're saying, And man. they don't have its production budget listed, do they? It's a buck 20. Okay. And worldwide, it's done 285? Yeah, 287. 287. Not a, not a huge success, so. Um, but a success nonetheless. Is it, though? It What's is. What's the marketing cost that they don't add on there, you know? About $80. <laughs> they know a guy named Joe. Joe yeah. hooks him up. Oh, dude, Joe's the best. Don't worry, I get you everything you need for eighty bucks. You guys, uh, you want to market a movie? Yeah, nah, I got you. Just, uh, eighty bucks. Listen, I'm sorry. Eighty? Did you say eighty million? Go no, the, no, no, no. Eighty bucks. Go to the Panda Express. Uh huh. Over on Wabash and Lake. Uh huh. Okay. Head to the back alley uh-huh. over by the green dumpsters at eleven thirty tonight. Uh huh. Uh-huh. There's gonna be a guy there named Joe. Oh yeah. Bring eighty dollars. Panda Express Joe. <laughs> Panda Express Joe. Bring eighty dollars, all ones. Yeah. And uh, Joe is gonna hook you up. Joe, you. I know it sounds shady, 
Joe is a savant when it comes to marketing. Joe is a man of his word. Yes. And all he needs is $80. <laughs> and he'll, look, don't ask about his methods. Yeah. Do not ask about his methods. Yeah. You do not want the answer. You don't want to know. But he'll get it done. He's our fixer. He's our fixer. You want? You need a cleaner? He's got you. He's got you covered. He's got you covered. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to shout out or promote this week? Uh, at Rampage. Go check it out this weekend. Help it out <laughs> because uh, it's going to be I don't know if you can hear my eyes roll. Actually, but. well, by the time this comes out, it's a moot point. Yes. Because it's it's happening as we fucking it's speak. It's a moot point. Yeah. Uh, dude, I am i haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. as of when we're recording this. I'm seeing it Sunday night. You're mm-hmm. seeing it Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to say go see the Avengers because yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. Avengers Infinity War. I hear the, the common thing is like it's awesome, but it's exhausting. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. That sounds about right. Over two like and a half hours. That's accurate. Yeah. I can't wait. Wait, I, over two and a half? I, I thought it was 226. I think it's 236 is what I saw. So it was like something insane, like 150 minutes or something like that. Let's find out. Okay. Okay, dokie. Uh, it is, drum roll please. That's the boat. Did we get... Did we get a, a motorboat in here? <laughs> um, 149 minutes. So that's about two and a half hours. Two. It's what? 229. 229. Yeah. Yeah. So we're both right. Yeah. We're both right. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. Um, yeah. I would say the other thing I would suggest, and I, I have a hard time suggesting this. It, the first episode was good. Cinematically, it's gorgeous. Acting wise, it's brilliant. It's really hard to watch. Yeah. Is The Handmaid's Tale yeah, season it's two. It's really the opening episode, like don't make sure that it's a bright day outside and you can go out and kind of have a day in the park afterwards because mm-hmm. it's fucking dark. Yeah. Yeah. Right but, on. But check it out. Nice. Yeah. Uh I've been watching some anime right now. I don't know if it's any good. I'll let you know. <laughs> A lot of things I'm like, uh, I, guess, I guess see how this goes. TBD, so, yeah. I was like, this one that I watched a while ago, and they released the sequels to it, and I'm like, all right. And I'm like, don't know how I feel about it yet. We'll see. I can dig it. It's kind of weird. There's a lot of like just artsy shots for a cartoon where people just cut the shit out of each other. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but we'll figure it out. All right, so, I can dig know, it, yeah. We'll see. Uh, don't forget to check out Elephant and Castle, 185 North Wabash. They've got great specials, uh, good stuff, great food. Come check them out. You might see the Rolling Stones. Who yeah, knows? You Allegedly, might. you come might on, see them. You can come on down uh, on Thursdays when we record. Come on down and check us out. We got a big old fishbowl yeah. um, window. You can come look at us. We're at yeah. the the ENC Lounge where dreams find direction. Ooh. Hashtag. We'll blow your balls back to the future. That's right. <laughs> Guys, you can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Gap Podcast. You can also find Justin in the digital realm. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, and Spotify. We are on there as well. Uh, you can review us. You can uh, subscribe to us. Both of those things make us quite happy. Um, and if you like what you hear, uh, share us, you know, just click the share button, grab the link, whatever link it is from any, our website, uh, Facebook, social, whatever it is, grab the link, send it out to someone who you, uh, who, who you think you might like it. Your aunt Kathy, I hear she likes us. I'm just mm. saying, send it out to aunt Kathy. That was sick. <laughs> um, <Aunt Kathy. laughs> no. Uh, because sharing is caring mm-hmm. and, uh, that is the only way that we're, uh, we're going to be able to, uh, to, to 
press on and press upward is uh, with your guys' help. We really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, com slash the mind gap and com slash the best bar podcast ever is the other podcast to do every Monday with Milos. It's about the bar industry and it's fun. Yeah. So you guys have an awesome week. It's always good performing for you. And just remember, uh, life is nothing without the great debate. Mind Gap Podcast.